Hi and welcome to the next edition of Radical Change Radio. Um, today we are going to dwell into the next story um, in continuing our podcast on the threads of uh, fate and destiny, uh, those unique characteristics that define who we are and are prevalent as we move through our lives. Not only have they shaped who we become, uh, but also continue to be the winds that pull us towards our destiny. That's the way at least we see this uh, poetic thread. Today, um, we have Arman and uh, Lisa you know, joining us here for the first time. Well, welcome, Lisa. And uh, well, Lisa, for the first time. Arman yeah. has been there. Arman's been around. <laughs> you guys are probably bored of him by now, but put up with him. <laughs> uh, but what you're going to talk about is um, this notion of a very mobile, nomadic lifestyle, I guess. Those are the words that come to my mind. I'm sure they are, you guys will uh, correct me on that and uh, we go in. So for the past few years, um, uh, Karan has just been uh, traveling around the world and uh, I have some of the weirdest conversations where one week he's in Greece and the next week he's in Turkey, for example. So let's start with that, man. What, 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 what got you started on this? Uh, say a little more about this uh, lifestyle. Mm. Um, well, first let me introduce Lisa a little bit. Um, Lisa is my uh, my beloved, my love partner, and uh, we share our lifestyle together, which is why I asked her to join me in this podcast, uh, because a lot of it uh, is our shared experience, and she can add very interesting uh, insights and experience of her own to this. As for why we started this, um, a couple of reasons. Um, number one, uh, well, the ever-present, I think, and pretty much everyone, the desire to uh, uh, get to know our planet uh, a little better. I haven't yet met anyone who, who would say, no, 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 I do not want to travel. <laughs> it seems one of those very, very, very common uh, wishes. Um, and the second reason is that um, I spent uh, 20 years in the U.S. before that, um, living in different cities. And I guess you can say I got bored of U.S. Um, hmm. um, in some ways, I, I achieved everything I wanted to achieve in U.S. Uh, and just wanted to move on and um, experience life on a, on a more uh, varied and, and a bigger scale. Also, we have um, we obviously both traveled a lot before uh, we switched to this travel living mode. Uh, but our travels have been, uh, you know, the usual kind of travel. You go on vacation, right? You spend... Um, you spend a day in the airplane, <laughs> six days on the on the beach or whatever, or say in Paris or something, and you go back. Um, or like you do the galloping through Europe or through Asia or whatever. You know, we've done this before. And while interesting, 
uh, it hasn't really uh, been quite quite fulfilling because you see the it's like a, watching a movie, right? You see a lot of scenes flipping in front of your eyes, but you don't really get to experience the, the this new culture or this new way of living from inside out. It's just too fast. You cannot do it in a week or even in a month. You need to go and and live with within the culture for a while. And so we uh, left U.S. with this purpose that we're going to uh, live in different countries for a few months, um, as long as we want to, of course, uh, and try to we'd rent an apartment someplace, kind of like how locals do, and, and try to uh, experience the culture from within. And that's what we've been doing for the last two and a half years. Uh, uh, lived in, 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 well, probably in what, like, six to eight different countries by now, uh, in this way. Um, some we liked, some we didn't. <laughs> some we stayed in for half a year, some we left quickly after a month. Um, but really, we've been uh, guided by our, um, by our intuition and by our hearts, so to speak. Uh, and the way we choose the destination is we simply we live, we live, we live in say I don't know, like say in Thailand we live in Chiang Mai, and then one day we look at each other and we feel enough, <laughs> enough of Chiang Mai, <laughs> enough of enough of Thai 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 way of life, and so we uh, get a few video guides, uh, get some travel logs read them, look around what's available right now as far as different weather, different um, you know, geo geopolitics obviously makes a difference here as well. Uh, buy a ticket and in like three to five days we're on an airplane flying somewhere else. Um, oh, we were also when we started we were both at the point where it was convenient for us to move out of the country. We didn't have too many things that connected us to U.S. at that moment. We were free from a lot of things, so trying to free ourselves from a lot of um, things that we were busy with uh, while living in U.S. And it was also a point where me and Arman just got together. And it was a great point to start a new lifestyle. There was a lot of energy uh, of that union, and this energy really propelled us <laughs> across the globe. But what's interesting is that we have, we we uh, uh, we of course meet a lot of interest in this in this travel living lifestyle, and. Mm, a lot of questions about, well, you know, how, how can I possibly do this? I have so many attachments in my life. Uh, and the list goes through the regular stuff, right? <laughs> Starting from, I don't know, from your cat to your apartment to your parents, uh, kids, uh, work, school, you know, the, the usual, mm -hmm. the usual suspects. Um, and just to put things in perspective, right? Uh, uh, we both had all of those attachments. Um, I had uh, had a business in the U.S. 
uh, I had an apartment in San Francisco where I lived a few years before that, so it was filled with all sorts of stuff I owned. My parents are in the U.S., so, you know, kind of the common attachments were there. All, all of my friends were there, so... Um, yeah, same goes for me. I had a luxurious house, which I took years to build to my liking. I had a collection of shoes and a tremendous closet oh, in which you yeah. can get lost. Um, I had four cats and uh, lots of lots of things. And uh, I realized at some point that all I can take with me is uh, a computer and uh, whatever I'm wearing. And whatever fits into a small backpack, because apparently I'm going to be carrying all the things on my back. And for me, it was a dilemma. Because if I take pants, then I need five pair of those at least. And if I have, you know, I can't be just wearing pants, I have to have skirts. And for skirts, I have to have, you know, a few pairs of short and a few pairs of long and all that stuff. And it was, for me, the very beginning, this was a big, big, big question and big thing that I had to get used to. How am I going to just be with one pair of shoes? What do you mean we'll get shoes when you need it? <laughs> I think I need it now. <laughs> and I need my whole... Okay, not the whole collection, but half of the collection. So it was a big, big thing. And surprisingly, it was easier for us, for me personally, to give up on big things. But the small things I was so used to take for granted, like collection of shoes and be able to choose them, when I need to, um, those took some some thinking and conscious decisions and a few packing and repacking <laughs> to get it right. Well, so we have sold or, give, or given away or, mm, yeah, just let go of pretty much all of our possessions. Uh, the few that were too precious to let go uh, in the storage for several years already. Uh, can't say we, we miss them because, you know, if we can live without them for a few years, obviously <laughs> they're not that important. <laughs> and really for these these uh, two and a half years, all we have is just two backpacks, one for Lisa and one for me, and that's it. Um, we we'll buy things as we need, uh, and but this, the capacity is always limited by one backpack. And yeah, there's this pattern, right? Once we move into an, uh, to an apartment, we, we acquire some things. Like, for example, uh, in Barcelona, we really wanted to have uh, to cook... Uh, waffles. Uh, waffles. Fresh waffles. Fresh morning. waffles. So we got a waffle, waffle machine, you know, for like something, 70 euros. Uh, and we use it for a couple of months, and then we moved out... We left it there in the apartment because there's no space for the waffle machine in the backpack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this pattern keeps keeps repeating. We come in, we kind of start building a little nest, but then when we attempt to move on, we let it all go. So it's like it's continuous letting go, letting go. It's a tremendous um, exercise in just self-development and in figuring out what's really, really important for you. And it's also been a tremendously liberating experience um, once we did the first big liberation, living out you know, the years and years and years of possessions behind. It was amazing how light we felt and how much uh, openness we had for new things and new experiences. 
and how much energy and capacity we freed up by just leaving possessions behind, old patterns behind, habits behind, and just opening ourselves to new, mm. freeing up space. I, I, I want to describe, uh, uh, in, in case what we're talking about seems small, I want to describe a, a big letting go that happened for me. Uh, so, um, I have a business in the U.S. and um, mm, had it before we left, uh, and it was mm, growing very well, developing very well, um, and uh, I, if I stayed there uh, and dedicated to that, working, working on it, uh, uh, I it would have grown much more rapidly and would have become much more successful. I mean, it's, it's obvious. Uh, instead, what I've done is I've uh, uh, automated as much of it as possible in such a way that through these two and a half years I've been able to keep it up. So I still have the business. It hasn't grown nearly as much, of course. Uh, but it's it's there and it's, it's, it's successful to a much smaller degree, though. Uh, and just so that we, you know, this becomes more meaningful. We're talking about the differences in like millions of dollars, millions, millions of dollars uh, between the, the two versions of the businesses. So that's what I let go, and I don't regret it for a moment, um, because what I acquired is <laughs> uh, years of of this beautiful living that I've had and have and continue having, and it's, it's worth any money for me. Yeah, likewise for me, I uh, left behind two businesses which I founded and uh, I was uh, operating for 12 years and I was very, very heavily involved in those businesses. I didn't even believe it's possible to just um, stop being involved in day-to-day operations. Um, And when I left, I made a conscious choice to um, live with very clear cuts. Uh, I left everything to the um, other partners in the business. And I didn't keep any share of it because I knew if if that stayed with me, then I wouldn't have this openness. I would still have those ties. And I needed to choose a different lifestyle and be open to new experiences. And for me, it was a huge change. I used to be well-paid and uh, free in spending um, and travel living different changes on that, very big changes on that. So it was a conscious decision, the great one. So, yeah, the letting goes have been quite significant for both of us. Um, uh, but what we have acquired is really beautiful. Um, just this after these years of, of living like that, there's this feeling that um, this planet is our homeland. So not a not a particular country or particular place, but really the planet is our home, is our motherland. I, I don't I no longer think of any particular country as my motherland. Um, it's also that it's this place has become a lot more known and also a lot uh, less homogenous. So because, uh, like for example, I no longer think of Spain as Spain, you know. I think of it as places where I've been to, right? And it's become, and each one is specific and unique. Uh, and uh, same with uh, 
same same with the places in India where I've been. You know, it kind of it starts um, ingraining you, in, in ingraining and becoming yeah. this beautiful, colorful mosaic from yeah. this kind of one monolithic thing, uh, and, and and just the breadth of, of experience because. Uh, Pretty quickly, uh, I would say after what, half a year, uh, the the American way of seeing the world has uh, what's the right word has diminished, uh, and, and we've acquired other other perspectives and and, and just. So wherever we are, you know, we have multiple perspective. We can look at it as, as you know, as if we're as somewhat an Asian, you know, as as as, as somewhat European, somewhat an American, you know, and the kind of they, we carry this perspective in us, and they make uh, life so much more vibrant and multi multifaceted. And also because of this, we see so many more opportunities uh, in in everything, really. Um, mm, the simplest example would be in, in, in say work or entrepreneurship since that's what we, we're entrepreneurs it's it's easy for us to see there but like, there's so many business opportunities in every part of the world because you, you simply look what hasn't been done there but has been done somewhere else and there's so many gaps mm-hmm. so what, what 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 do you think this does to you internally I mean we go back many years and I've never seen you um, settle in. I still remember the day when uh, you called me and said, hey, I'm heading to Russia. I think I'll go finish my PhD there. <laughs> I still remember that day. Uh, and quite frankly, I thought you were nuts back then uh, when you said that. But then, you know, uh, I guess I don't have a reason to complain. I completely dropped out of the bloody PhD, right? So, uh, but... Uh, what 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 propels that? I'm curious as to what propels. Uh, there has to be a drive, right? A deep, uh, at least maybe I'm projecting here. But you know, there's this there's this pull. There's this pull that that draws you into this way of being. Uh, am I am I making sense? Yes, um, but I would turn the, the tables around on you. Okay. Um, for me, this is a natural way of being. Now, what is your pool of for being for living in one place for 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 uh, refusing the opportunity to to live in, in the world at large? What I is that pool? For, is that for, for me or for Sergey? For you, for Sergey, for 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 whoever is no, is, I, I, is Let's get to that. Let's get to that in the second series, right? This is more about okay. about you. I'm I'm trying to. Uh, I guess I'm trying to get to the heart of uh, what is the pull, and and I think there's something. Um, if there is one, I, I think there is one, and uh, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, but there is. Um, we are drawn, if you will, to a certain way of life because of certain circumstances, right? It can we can call it choice. You can call it. Uh, Hey, I don't know any other way to be. This is the only way I know how to be, right? Uh, and the, to enter this this state of choicelessness, where 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 your your question presupposed a choicelessness, you, where you turned the question on me and said, "Hey, what is the pull that's keeping you in one place?" Right? Um, mm-hmm. So there's a state of choicelessness that comes with that freedom, but there's something that propels us there. I'm curious if if you're aware 
and know what that pull is. I don't know, Mayur. I, I, I kind of, frankly, I fail to see uh, uh, the uh, the why of the borders and boundaries drawn on our planet. Uh, I think you just answered the question. You, you fail to see the boundaries. I, I understand what you're saying, right? Uh, but yet, at the same time, I think there's a... Um, There's a shift that has to happen in the head, right? A shift that has to happen in the brain and the heart uh, to say that, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave all this behind for me to go and venture into a new place and do that again and again and again, right? So uh, at least, at least, okay. Let me let me just speak from my perspective, where uh, for me it's it's beauty that pulls me, right? this sense of just just being in awe and that's what pulls me and draws me into new places i'm curious if there's something that pulls you am i making sense or yes you are and i can try to answer that um but before that i want to add one very important detail um a lot of people ask us about um how is that that we live in a world without having a home? And I get a sense that a lot of people associate home with this particular with a place. Yeah. With a I, house. I don't understand that either. Yes, I, I hear you. And uh, a, lot, a lot of people are comple- uh, perplexed by that. For us, home is something in the shared space between us. It's, it's us. Home is us. So it doesn't matter which part of the world we are in, we are deeply at home, we are extremely comfortable, we are in our innermost, most secure, most beautiful, wonderful house. So we never leave uh, the boundaries of that. And having having that, I think what, so you can imagine, like I see it as, as a sphere, we're always within the sphere of our house. And from within that, we are, I personally moved by curiosity. Uh-huh. By curiosity, we both have um, a big value for us as, as people. We're very much fascinated by people, and uh, where do you get the biggest variety of uh, experiencing people? It's different cultures. Uh-huh. So it's that huge curiosity that drives us. Uh-huh. Um, but given the fact that we are deeply within our home, we're always rooted within ourselves, not in earth, not in ground somewhere, not in some specific place, not in collection of things. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I completely, completely hear you. I think it was in our last podcast when um, we were talking and uh, I said I don't understand. I, I personally don't understand when somebody draws up lines in the land and says, okay, this is how countries are now. Or, you know, we buy this piece of land and that land's been there <laughs> way before us and will continue to be there way after us and say, this is my land. I, I don't get it. So I, I, I hear you. And yet at the same time, I think um, I think you, you'd have answered my question. It's curiosity that pulls you. I think uh, there are different strands that pull us. And uh, For me, it's always been beauty that pulled me and takes me to the places that I go to. And uh, from what I'm hearing is that the, the value of people and uh, getting to know them and interacting with them. Well, I've known that about Karen all, <laughs> all the time. We've known each other. So I guess uh, I guess that's a, that's a 
primary value. Now, here's, a, here's my last question, I guess. Obviously, this is not a lifestyle for everyone. At least that's how people will see it. Yeah, it, it, it kind of goes in the, in the face of what uh, society and everything else in and around us ingrains us. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So if, if, if you were to recommend that, okay, somebody says, okay, that sounds like an awfully good way to live. Let me start doing that. <laughs> yeah? Uh, it's not as, as easy as fl uh, flicking a switch. Because uh, uh, there's a fundamental shift in your being that has to happen. Absolutely. Right? So if, if somebody says, okay, uh, this is something that I may want to do maybe a month from now or six months from now, whatever, right? Whatever time frame. What, 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 what do you think will help them prepare to move into this way of being? Because you obviously went through it yourselves, right? You guys were extreme, extremely rooted in your ways of beings, if you will. And then that shift happened where you said, okay, let's leave all this behind and move to the next stage or next way of being. Um, I, okay, there's, there's a, a lot there. Um, first, I disagree with you that, that this is not for everyone. I, I mean, um, yeah, in a general statement, yes, but... Uh, uh, it, I very much believe that it, with time, more and more people are going to enter this mode of living. Uh, it, it's pretty clear that the boundaries are being uh, slowly erased. Um, the passports are getting more integrated, so it's easier to move about. Uh, the jobs are becoming more international. So, yeah, this the, the shift shift is going that way. Of course, it will not complete in the next ten years. It will take another hundred, you know, before everybody can move around on a plane. But the shift is going that way. That's number one. Number two, I think the um, the difficulty in this in this way of living is primarily not physical but psychological. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, it actually, if you sit down and, you know, start, like, say, money is the primary objection people have, right? Start calculating how much it takes, uh, you can easily, uh, figure out, uh, a lifestyle that, that, that you can totally do, uh, for, for very cheap and, and earn that money. I mean, you, you might not be able to live in London, you know, but, <laughs> but there are plenty of other, other places on this planet where you can live for a hundred bucks a month, right? So... Uh, it's primarily psychological and also letting go of the attachments you have. Uh, and the advice we might have for somebody who's uh, who wants to enter this... Uh, just do it. You just, yeah, you just have to... Since it's psychological, there's... The, I, the, the preparation is real. You just go and try it. I think, no, yeah, no. I think I think that's the crux of the question, right? Because, like I said, it's it's, it's much more of a shift in a way of being. And it's a psychological shift that has to happen. Um, and it's, it's what I'm also hearing is that it's, it's yeah, the, the prerequisite is letting go of uh, the attachments that you have, right? I think that's the, uh, at least what I'm hearing is that's the biggest barrier. That's the biggest barrier. That's the biggest um, step towards that lifestyle. And... Uh, it's a continuous letting go. So yes, to be able to live this lifestyle uh, to pr in preparation for it, someone has to 
um, be ready to recognize the value of uh, practicing this letting go and non-attachment and practicing the openness to new experiences. And the lifestyle itself, once you step on this path, it basically provides very strong framework around those values. So this non-attachment and letting go is practiced continuously. And it's an amazing exercise and practice for self-development. You're constantly evaluating your actions, your possessions, your um, your thoughts even, your involvements in this world based on what is really necessary, what is really of value to it. And that brings you closer to your core, that brings you closer to who you are and who you want to be, reduces lots of noise from just managing stuff, managing your existing patterns. And you end up being uh, choosing um, a lot of things all the time. And uh, that's also a tremendous framework for practicing conscious living because you no, no longer have existing patterns to fall into. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, as I uh, suppose, as a preparation, it's a lot easier to do this together or with, uh, with, with your partner or maybe with a friend. Um, having a companionship or somebody you can share the, this experience in this life with. It makes it much more <laughs> enjoyable, without doubt. Yeah, you can you still do it alone, uh, certainly. But we've, we've met people who do that alone. But uh, yeah, doing it together is is, is a lot more fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not easier, right? Just more fun. Well, it, because it's it's more fun. It's probably easier. Uh, but uh-huh. there's something to keep in mind that that uh, this lifestyle changes you. Uh, as you go through it, so in the beginning you you might be doing it one way, and one year into it you'll be doing it a different way. Uh, like for example, in the beginning you might you know you leave all your friends behind, right? And then you move to different country. You don't speak the language. You don't have friends. Well, you sit on Facebook the whole day long. <laughs> um, so we, for example, we we. It, after a while, we found a way to uh, uh, reach a community of people pretty much everywhere uh, that where we, where we can uh, find friends and where we can find uh, uh, like-minders. Like-minders, yes. Uh, but it took some while for us to figure out what are those communities of people, uh, what are the... Uh, what are the core interests around which they which they congregate in each country, so that we can go for that and find them there? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes mm-hmm. a little while though, to figure this out, right? Uh, for example, the 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 way of travel also changes a lot. Like uh, in the beginning, or even before we left, when I used to travel before, you know, I would do kind of the more common. You arrive, you go uh, look at the museums at all the landmarks etc you know the usual right uh, now we mm-hmm. come to a new place uh, I, don't think, I don't remember when we went to a museum last time it, this is just this is not it you know for us the, the, the culture of the place and kind of the, the, the being of it or of, of, of a new country is not 
captured in a museum. It's captured in, in on its streets, uh, in, in its people, in its, its shops, in its restaurants, yeah. in its markets, and in the sky above it, in in the pavement. You know that that is the the, the true core, and uh, not not some static collections of things. Yeah, I I, I hear you, and uh, I think uh, the way the way I see it, I agree with you, and uh, I think you have to be dead to be in a museum. I. All right. That's what you want others to see, I guess. So, all right. So, uh, with that, do you have any closing thoughts on this particular topic? Yeah. um, I think it's a lot of fun and uh, it really expands who you are. You don't have to do it for the whole life. Just do it for a couple of years or something. Basically, just do it. All right. So, uh, With this, we end this podcast and we'll get back to what might be the drawbacks of this uh, in a little while. And with that, good night and good luck. Have a wonderful day. And may you be happy. The copyright of this recording is owned by the Radical Change Group and the individual contributors. Permission to copy and distribute freely is granted, provided that the entire recording on this notice remain intact. Please visit us at www.radicalchangegroup.com. Your comments and feedback will be greatly appreciated.